while. I know. Here. <laughs> I know. I know. They they made us wait, and the wait is over, and so we're back, and they're back, and it's all back. And Russian collusion is big in it is the big. news, and the Russians are um, a valid uh, subject again, and they're very current. So, so it really is interesting to go back over everything that happened before, and then with our climate now to see, I don't know, it just makes it more more relevant and more interesting. It's a me. little sad, really, don't you think? Because nothing ever gets solved is the message here. Well, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Well, but Martin I think Luther you're King's right. uh, assassination was 50 years ago. Oh, I know. Yesterday. Yeah. And race relations in the United States are worse than they've ever been. And nothing's changed. We're right back there. The Russian collusion thing. Uh, you know, we got the new Cold War going on, kind of. Yeah. Nothing's changed with that. No. So nothing ever gets solved, so let's just try to have fun and well, talk gee. about the Americans. <laughs> okay. Well, I was happy just a minute ago. Well, now I'm, I'm feeling a little, little depressed. A little dose of reality for um, The Last Americans episode, did you know it was on May 30th of last year? That's been a really long time. It has been a long time. We've had plenty, uh, plenty of time off, so we, we have. We better, uh, we better do something good here. And of course, it's been even longer with us because we weren't able to get to episode one last week. No, well, we did, but we just didn't um, get it recorded. Well, right, yeah, last week just that was actually the first week that we've ever missed. A podcast and I hate that we miss it I've had a lot of people message me and ask about it and stuff and I hate that but sometimes you know this isn't our day job and sometimes life just gets in the way and uh, well today it's our day job and messing up but so much has worked against us but not only for us unfortunately Mike from West Coast Project isn't able to join us I know at it. this time has and he made bail yet that's not <laughs> um He's got a lot of stuff going on, so hopefully he'll be able to join us sometime in the season. We It won't be the same without him here. No, we it miss won't. Him. It really won't. So we're going to do the best we can, and we're going to do episode one and episode two both. Yep. Here today, we're just going to do them together. Double because, header. Yeah, Double header. Get your popcorn not? and Cokes. Yeah, Double get, header. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for the sixth and last season. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Of mm-hmm. the Americans. Yeah, I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. Tonight we're podcasting uh, both the Americans, season uh, six, episode one and two, but we're just going to focus on one right now, and one was called Dead Hand. It aired on March 28th, and this episode was TVMALV. They haven't done any S in one or two so far. I don't, I have that's a feeling, okay with me. Yeah, but I have a feeling we're probably going to see, I don't know. Yeah, if Stobert shows back up, I guarantee you there'll be well, some Well, I got some, there's, there's, I've got some ideas okay. on that. I want to hear them. Um, <laughs> it was 1987 when we come back, so we've fast-forwarded three full I remember years. 1987. Yeah. We'd been married so, three years in 1987. I know, well. Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Seems like three. Yeah. <laughs> We just rewatched season five. We always try to watch the previous season before to get kind of caught back up with everything. So having watched that, what kind of differences did you see 
in five and six? Did you notice any stark differences? I mean, not not necessarily with the content of what's going on, but just any overall differences that you saw or thought of or something? Uh, as far as what's going on? No, not as far as what's going on, because that's kind of obvious. I'm just talking about, to me, it just, it feels different. Well, it seems, it seemed a little forced, to be honest with you. The first episode seemed a little, you know, let's get right back into it. And maybe the intensity was forced on us a little too quickly. They didn't ease us back into what was going on with uh, the intermittent, you know, family life scenes. No, and I don't really think they've done that yet. The first time I watched episode one, the first time I really watched it, not when I fell asleep watching it because we had too much going on, but um, the first time I really watched it, I agree with you. It was, uh, it felt off to me for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Something felt off. But then the second time I watched it, I really got into it and it really kind of drug me back in. There's so much information in these episodes, don't you think? Like so much and so many new characters and so many old characters that we have to go back and remember too. Well, there's a lot going on in this time frame too. And his, historically, this is the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union. We're, yeah. we're witnessing the collapse of the old guard here and they, I guess they just wanted to get right to it as soon as they got it. But when I watched it, I felt like you did the very first time I watched the first episode it was um, seemed a little little off. Yeah. But um, actually, I only watched it one time, so it still seems off. No, you watched it twice. Remember, we watched it together. Oh, that's right. Again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it didn't seem right as off. I guess it, we just had to get you know, it had, like you said, it had been since May, so right. it took a little time to get back into it, into the flow. Well, I just want to point out how hard it is that since we live together, to not discuss all of this as we watch it <laughs> or we try to wait, we don't really want to have any kind of discussion. It's really difficult because... For anybody listening, she's very adamant about that. I'll try to talk to her and she'll say, no, 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 we have Save to wait. Save it. Save it for wait. the podcast. We have to wait. And of course, I forget. So I finally, what did you think about the first I, um I, I I didn't like it as good as the second episode for the off feeling. Thing. Really? Yep. Yep. Um, I thought it was a little forced. I thought it was a little, uh, almost like, um, you know, the intensity they expected us to be, to, to be in that, you know, in that, uh, mindset right off the bat. Right. And when you really can't be, because right. you, you hadn't watched the, you know, the whole season and it's just another episode. And I think that's the way they approached it, but you know, no criticism. I think it's great when you can do that. If you're, I think they had to. Yeah, if you're a producer, or director, right. or, or you're putting together a, a television series, I think they did the right thing. I just wasn't ready to get slapped in the face that quick with all that information, and I ran right. out. You know, I went through two ink pens taking notes. Yeah. So. so you're saying that there was like no romance leading up to, you know, anything. Yeah, anything. yeah. So they, it was just like they just they just put us, they yeah. just wanted to dive right back shoved into us this. right back yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we start this episode with several minutes and we're, they're showing like the contrast, I think, of Philip and Elizabeth's life. Philip, <laughs> Philip's got made except for his home life. Oh, I yeah. Think. The agency has obviously grown. And, you know, it's nicer. You know, the, the offices is nice. Yep. The, the, the uh, uh, they've got, looks like they have more employees there. Yep. And Philip is, you know, he's a travel agent. 
Yeah, he's it, rested. Everything's new with him. It's a new office, new car, new computer. Everything's new. And the radio he was carrying, was that something to do with his spy business? Or was that just no, that was so when you, you can, used to carry your radio? Yeah, in D.C., you couldn't park your car on the side of the road without for fear of it getting stolen. So that was a security measure to carry your you know, that's funny. Detachable radio with a little handle. You take your radio out of the car because it's so expensive, and you take it with you inside, um, and you put it in when you get ready to drive your car. And it's and it's interesting because everything about him looked new and shiny and 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 pleasant. And this is my life. And right. I'm just an American travel agent. That's who and then I we am. go to Elizabeth. And she is just exhausted, exhausted, overworked, haggard, haggard, forlorn, stressed put, out. Yeah, I put blonde and stringy in a lot of it, and um, she's just she's just working all the time. She's carrying the mail for the for the for the cause. I mean, she's you know they had two KGB agents. They expect the work of two K, KGB agents, so she has to pick up Philip Slack. Yeah. Well, don't women always have to do that though? Well, I'm sure men do it too. In I don't. A lot of ways. I don't know any. But I think they're also showing us that Philip is really missing the relationship with her. You see her several times, not just this time. I don't know if we'll touch on it every time, but you see her several times. She walks in the house and just ignores him. She looks at him to acknowledge, I see you. I didn't not see you, but I got too much on my plate to even speak to you. Their relationship has definitely been affected. And all of these little scenes take us up to the intro. And then we come back and... Philip's walking downstairs in the morning. He's rested and everything. Elizabeth's out back smoking, which we see her doing like a lot of smoking in this thing. And he goes out there and he wants her to go with him to watch Henry play soccer. You know, if she were smoking pot instead, she may be a little more relaxed. For some reason, I'm not seeing Elizabeth as being like a stoner. I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But I don't know if you notice this either, but every time he's talking to her, in these situations, he like goes out of his way to like go out to her. And of course her mind is just, she is maxed. Elizabeth is maxed out. She has nothing, there's no space for nothing, no drama, no no discussion about anything, kids or anything. Yeah, he has to uh, initiate all conversations. And she ends it. He initiates it and she walks away from it. She doesn't have it. time. So then Elizabeth and Paige are sitting with Claudia and they're watch, watching that Russian movie. Hasn't Elizabeth gotten all chummy now with Claudia? Isn't that something? Isn't that funny after she beat the hell out of Claudia? She did. And and now they're they're pals. You know, they're hanging around and they're mentoring Paige together. And uh, it's a totally different dynamic between Elizabeth and Claudia. Yeah, don't you think a lot of that is due to the fact that this is what Philip used to do with her. So now she can't do this with Claudia. I mean, with Philip anymore. So she has nobody else to... Interact with. Yeah, because everything she does is so secretive and everything. But they're watching this movie, and Paige makes the comment about kind of the heroine in the movie and how how the heroine reminds her of her mom. So that yeah. was kind of an interesting little little thing. We switch back and forth, too. Philip's at the game, and the, he's cheering... Henry Owen and his soccer game, soccer game, and we find out that he's at St. Edward's after all. He went there after all, and he's turned into a little Wayne Gretzky with a female fan club. How happy were you to see him at St. Edward's? I was so happy that 
Henry got to go. I just I, a bunch of exclamation points on yeah. my thing. Henry, he really wanted to do that. And remember when we left off last time, we didn't know if they were going to take him back to Ru- or take him to Russia. Yeah, yeah. And they said he couldn't go. Said and, he couldn't go, and he was devastated. Now he's happy and adjusted, and he doesn't realize he's going to end up a, a Russian spy. Probably won't though, because Soviet Union collapses two years from now. Well, sh- no, don't spoil it. Well, it has. Sh- it's in it's history. Sh- don't spoil. Okay. Okay. Claudia is asking Paige about her professor talking about the summit. Now, we have to understand that this summit is going on. Gorbachev's coming to the U.S. to meet with Reagan, or, or maybe he's not coming to the U.S. Or he, they, I think he did come over here, and they had the summit here. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it was here in yeah. Washington. And um, so it's a big, big, big deal between the two countries. It's If you'll remember uh, Glasnost, the you know the goodwill mm-hmm. that was a new um, new theme for the Russian government under Gorbachev. Gorbachev was uh, perestroika. I don't remember what that term meant, but I remember those two terms were 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 thrown around a lot during that time. Uh, Glasnost and perestroika, and it's like goodwill and and um, you know different different whole different interaction between the two countries. Right. Well, it's also Russia's. Introduction to capitalism. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there's... I don't know if it's just because they're in Washington. I don't think so, as I recall back in the time. But everybody's talking about this kind of stuff. Oh, we yeah. see that Paige's uh, professors are talking about... They're talking about the Soviet SS-20, uh, which has something about a range of 3,100 miles. And and three can, individual, indi- individually targeted uh, warheads. And they're going to eliminate those. And it can be launched from the back of a truck. Yeah, it's very yeah. mobile, real real lethal weapon, real good weapon system. But people are really excited about it, and they think that this can really end. Anybody who's listening to this and remembers back, this was a really kind of, it, it was a frightening time. Because we were talking about things, not that, of course, you know, ISIS and all this kind of stuff is, is horrifying stuff that we go through now. But that, we're talking about war Russia was a nuclear was considered an enemy that could have turned from a cold war to a hot war at any moment any given time I was on the USS Ranger in 1983 and they shot down a Korean airliner with a US congressman on board and we all felt like that was going to be the spark that ignited um, actual shooting conflict between the two countries while we were you know while I was on the aircraft carrier but it didn't happen. Uh, you know, cooler heads prevailed. Right. But that 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 whole dynamic was playing out, like you said, the entire, um, you know, mid to late eighties. You know, it was it was it was intense. It was, it was, a, intense, it was intense, and it was feeling. scary. And they put the shows on like well, we watched last time. You know, scary. We weren't. We weren't, well, we weren't okay. scared. We had F-14s, but anyway. Okay. Elizabeth's saying that it's hard to trust the Americans because Paige is saying we, we won't need this stuff if this summit goes goes well. That's what her professors told her. But anyway, Paige goes outside and Elizabeth is like vomiting everything that she has to do and that everything she has. I mean, and you really go through a lot of different people and she's trying to get a hold of these, you know, this stuff and she wasn't able to do it, but she's going to meet him now and him now. So we're seeing just her a touch. Her plate is full. Yeah. And then Claudia looks at her for a minute and says, are you sleeping? And Elizabeth's like, sure. And then, you know, Claudia reminds her it's only nine more weeks until the summit. So we know that we're nine weeks out. Of course, this is episode one. We've got nine more episodes. So I think each one of these is going to be probably about a week into this, maybe. maybe. Everybody's concerned, concerned with the out 
outcome of the summit. And we can see uh, as we move forward here, we'll probably talk about this more, that the center consists of the hardliners. And that's who's controlling Claudia and Elizabeth. Right. The glasnost perestroika crew, not so much. Right. These are the uh, pre-Gorbachev pre people, right? That are, that are in who, charge at the center. Yeah. Right. And Gorbachev doesn't have the power to unseat the old right, guard. The, yeah. Right. Even though he is the uh, the Soviet premier. Well, then Claudia says that Elizabeth has to meet some guy in Mexico tomorrow. She knows nothing else about it. It's I know. Like, Go to Mexico. Get your sombrero. Have some tequila. Yeah. So then uh, Arcady, we see Arcady. He's going to uh, the Bearded Oleg's apartment. Goes and, and visited, visits the, the beatnik Oleg. Oleg, who no longer is a KGB agent. No longer KGB agent. Working in his dad's ministry yes, now. Yes, he is. Got a little boy. He married one of those chicks at the table that night. Um, <laughs> Selena, was that her name? Or... I can't remember, but uh, he uh, he married her, and they have a, a child now, and he's settled into um, kind of a, uh, a Philip-esque existence, you know, just very, you know, out of the uh, spy game. Well, Arcady goes to him and says, hey, dude. you got to save the world. Yeah. It's and up it, to Oleg. I never thought about Oleg being the one to I save never, the world. I never did either. But, yeah. Yep. But he... He needs him now. Of course, Oleg doesn't want to do this because he knows Oleg's been burned. Oleg's like Jack Bauer. They're just trying to pull him back in. He is. Yeah, you got to come back, and we've got one more mission for you, and you're the only one that can do you it. You got to go to America. And things are just at a critical state, and everything's riding on this, and, and here's your tourist visa. Gotta oh, my go. gosh. And he tells him that he has to get Philip. He doesn't say it in these words, but he says, You got to get Philip to spy on Elizabeth. Exactly. And well, later on, they tell Elizabeth she can't tell Philip mm -mm. anything about what she's working on. Yeah, right. specifically Philip. So when he dropped out of the spy game, you know, I thought that was a funny thing, too, that, that the center would allow a KGB agent just to say, I quit. But then I thought further, and, I, and it made sense that they allowed that because all they're interested in results, and they're getting them from Elizabeth. If, if Philip quits, Elizabeth just keeps on pedaling the bike. They knew that Philip was over this. Yeah, but I, I, I've started wondering, you know, how realistic it is that they would allow it, and then I realized that as long as they're getting the level of results, the, 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 uh, the, the quality work that, that Elizabeth is doing, they're not going to interrupt that by taking out Philip, by, by pulling him back or, or doing anything to disrupt Elizabeth's work. And what you're saying... But that's, that's Philip's only saving grace. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Well, you can quit. Remember, they were both going to quit, but I guess you couldn't quit and stay here. No, they are going to quit and go home. Right. Yeah. So that's the difference, I guess, right. in the two things. So then we see Elizabeth going into this cafe, onto an enclosed like little patio area, yeah. into a cafe in Mexico. Bad wig cafe, got some flowers, bad. goes in. There's a Soviet general sitting there who's in charge of the strategic rocket forces. Um, that Arcady was just talking that about. That Arcady was, mm. yeah. He. This is one of the guys that's trying to protect a um, weapons defense system that the old guard is very interested in finally finishing. And one of the things that Gorbachev doesn't need, see the need for. Mm -hmm. And they're worried about Gorbachev trading it off right. in an agreement with the United States 
and losing the um, the ability to um, to do it. Well, she can't tell anybody what he's going to tell her, not even the center people, much less not even, and they bring up Phillips specifically because he's not working. So, and then they switch back and forth and Phillips giving a pep talk in his travel office. To yeah. Oh yeah. He's first world problems. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He's just, yeah. You know, he's, he's got his own uh, different arena. But then we go back and he's telling Elizabeth about this uh, dead hand program, which is where we get the name of this episode. They came up with this years ago uh, in case the leadership was devastated by the Americans. Right. That still, uh, they, they would uh, be like an auto strike back system. That'll wipe out the Americans no matter if no everybody's matter, not there. The ever, dead yeah. hands can still... Can still deliver the uh, the response. And they're close to completing it, but they need a piece of technology. So that's what he came to talk to her about. And he came to talk to her about this guy, Fidor Nest. Dorinko, yeah, an she, officer. She gives him a, he gives her a picture of the guy, mm-hmm. and then he gives her a cyanide capsule in enclosed. Well, he tells her this can. A pen, that's right. This cannot, you cannot be captured. That's right. This, and if mm-hmm. you are, then you got to off yourself. And here you go. And she's been working for this guy Haskard, the American negotiator. That's one of the sick wife, Erica, and this other guy. Nestorinko is on the team working with his group, and that's what they're trying to get to. You got to say it with a Russian accent. I don't know if I can do that. Nestorinko. Okay, <laughs> that's good. There you go. So he gives her the little gift. Looks like he's giving her a gift of a necklace, but we know a little bit better than that. Yeah, it's the gift that ends all other gifts. And then we see Elizabeth. We don't know what it is at this point, but she I think she knows. She can't tell Claudia. She, she can't, can't tell Paige. Anybody. Mm-mm. So then she's resting on that cramped flight or trying to rest. That flight looked miserable. She goes to the bathroom and pulls out the box and this mother of pearl like necklace and it's got that suicide pill in it. And it's pretty bad. She puts it on. She puts it on. So then Philip and Elizabeth is with Paige and Stan and Renee and Adderholt and his missus and a baby and all this, and they're having dinner and they're talking about Bork. Judge Bork's nomination to the uh, Supreme Court, his Supreme Court nomination, which didn't make it. Which was shot down, yeah. yeah. But she was giving her professional opinion on it, and Stan was kind of playing devil's advocate with that, so that was an interesting little conversation to hear. And we hear about Henry the hockey star, and then the women get up and go to the kitchen. The baby's name's Calvin Adderholt's little baby's name's Calvin. In the eighties women still went to the kitchen. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so Calvin's mom goes to nurse him and Renee goes over there and sits down. Um, and we see Stan still with Renee and all this is this is years now. So this is like, you know I know, yes. Yeah, lasting uh, lasting relationship yeah. there. So Renee is getting her settled in, and they start talking about how Stan's not working with that same division anymore, except in that one case where he's with uh, Sophia and Gennady. That's the only case that Stan's still working with them. He's went to something else. Yeah, we see it later on. Yeah, and that their marriage is in trouble and all that. And then Renee says that he tells her stuff now, but she has no idea what's going on, and... um, Adderholt's wife agrees. And then we go to, well, this is like a little wife segment, we go to Oleg's wife, and she is... Isn't it funny now that Philip and Elizabeth aren't just hanging around with Stan? 
they're now also hanging around with Adderholt and his family. Oh, I know. I mean, they have just become um, ingrained in they have. the community. They have. But now we're with Oleg and his wife, and she is... She's mad. She's upset. Her name was Elena, not Selena. Yeah. Elena. Elena. And his son's name is Sasha. Right. So, you're right. Um, but she calls him arrogant, and she she's worried. I mean, she's worried. She tries to talk him out of going. He puts on this brave face of, it's going to be okay. And then you see him walk out of the room and hug the baby, and you can see the fear and kind of terror. Says he's leaving, face. and he doesn't know when he's going to be back. I thought this would be a great spot if they're interested in music. I mean, it leaving on a jet plane. Don't you think that would have yeah, fit there? would have maybe worked. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to it. Can I sing it now? No. No? Okay. No, please don't. She never lets me sing. I don't. So then we see this like little series of stuff going on. We have conservative Elizabeth in a coffee shop. They're staking out that building across the way. Is that the cap? Not the Capitol. The um, do you know what building I that don't. is? Those people that's, are coming and going. That's where they're, they're that's where they're working on right. on, the, on some of the stuff that's going on with the summit. And then we go to Oleg checking in at the Potomac Inn, uh, looking at the Washington Monument from where he is. I wonder how he feels being back. Elizabeth you know? was looking at it earlier. Remember one yeah, of the scenes? Yeah, yeah. And then we see the scraggly sitter, sitter nurse, whatever she is. I think she's. I don't. I don't. I don't know what her job title is, but she goes into her job to take care of Erica. There's another nurse there, Colleen. Okay. And she's doing changing bedpan or something. Do you think Colleen is a? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I don't know. And here's why. Okay. Here's why, because she's got a bad wig. Okay. And so I'm thinking, hey, bad wig, Russian spy, maybe something going on. But we don't see Colleen again. But maybe we'll see later on. Yeah, because it would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think the center's worried about redundancy with spies. I think they probably have spies operating uh, independently of other spies in the same arena and my evidence is them not wanting to tell Claudia each other about right. what's going on you know because now you know Elizabeth is not just working for the center she's working for this guy who is in alignment with the center right in the strategic uh, rocket forces well she's talking to Erica's husband I think that's that has you guy. His name's Glenn. I call him Glenn, I think. He says uh, that he thinks about his wife. He's really tormented. This man's tormented over what's going on with his dying oh, yeah. spouse. Yeah, well, she's dying right in front of him. Yeah. So, Elizabeth's name's Stephanie in this. And Erica, his wife, man, she's sassy, isn't she? She's yeah. sick, but she... Don't pull no punches with her words. She's uh, Well, sassy is one word. Bitch is another word. <laughs> I mean, she's just, yeah. I know she's dying and she feels bad, but. But it's not, but I don't she, think that's related to how she's acting, though. It doesn't seem like her illness is related to. She's just really ugly with her caregivers. I don't, I don't like her. Yeah, she's, well, well she's mocking uh, Elizabeth in her lack of knowledge of art, you know, and Elizabeth's like, I just don't know art very well because she asked her opinion. She's a she's cranky like, old witch, yeah. yeah. And she just tells everybody to shut up all the time, and anyway. And then we see Philip Line dance. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? Well, he, um, uh, 
I mean, the only thing they left out was a Lone Star beer. And what was the point of that little scene? Just showing him enjoying his life. Just you know? enjoying yeah, life. While she's getting while abused she's by bedpans. Yeah, and... by a cranky cranky winch. Uh, he's out line dancing and have. I don't blame her for resenting him. I, I mean, he he. I don't know. I understand he needed to quit, but he didn't have to just start going line dancing. Well, what's he gonna do? I mean, in all seriousness, I feel really bad for Philip in this situation. Philip's trying to connect with his wife. Administrative support. He could help her out. He could he could work behind the scenes for her. He could he could do he could do something other than line dancing. I know that. I don't think she wanted him to be doing any of that. Well then stuff. he needs to stay home and watch Andy Griffith. Uh, but he does I mean being out line dancing. I think I, no, I don't see anything wrong with that personally. Line dancing? There's well, everything wrong with that. Are you kidding? No, I think that's kind of fun. But anyway, I've, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Well, but, we can put that off till next season. <laughs> there is no next season. That's my point, exactly. But I feel bad for Philip. Philip wants his wife back. Remember? Yeah. Last I, I do year too. they got married point. and stuff like that, and we're not seeing any of that stuff. This year, we're not seeing, I mean, they really got married before the Russian uh, minister, and we're just not seeing any of this stuff. Yeah, so. they had their own little glass-nose program going on for a while, and then Philip uh, dropped out. Then we see Oleg, and he's walking past a mailbox, and he marks it. And he leaves a signal for Philip. So Philip's driving down the road, and he sees this. Yep. This and, mark on this mailbox. And he's immediately aggravated. Well, he's he's... Yeah, he's concerned because, you know, every time he tries to get out. They pull him back in. So Paige is at the same coffee shop that Elizabeth was at, and she's keeping watch now across the way. And I think this is the first time we really see her doing anything like that. But And then Philip's at, wo at work, but he says he's got to leave early because, you know, we're just like going back and forth to these different scenes. Philip picks up something that was left for him inside a cinder block or something, mm -hmm. and then he... It's a coded message. Yeah, he goes home and he deciphers it. Breaks out his Ovaltine decoder ring. He does. And yeah. he figures it out, and then he's really I think you're telling your age by doing that. But. Well, no, I saw it on like one of those History Channel things. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it kind of stops him in his tracks. And then we go back to Paige. She's in her car, and she's... It looks like she's staking something out, but we find out later on that she's just there waiting for her time. Shift to start. She's shift. reading a book, yeah. And, um, Probably one of those Marxist books, but anyway. And I'm thinking about how many new lookouts we have. I mean, there's like so many new people that it makes it difficult, I think, for us as podcasters to learn all these people considering we don't have, you know, like a lot of time to do it. But well, since we've been doing it longer than they have, don't you think they should, they should learn us instead? I was wondering if maybe they wouldn't give us this this stuff like ahead of time. If so any of these people are listening, if they could just reach out and contact us and just let us know. Email, a little Twitter, background story. You know, we're we're willing. Just let us know. Yeah, we're willing to you know start you off small, make you a bigger character, get you a bigger <laughs> role in the upcoming <laughs> spinoffs that you you guys don't know anything about. But we've been contacted by the producers. Oh. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about this. So this is where the Navy security comes up and knocks on her window. Navy security. Okay. So oh, Mr. My Navy guy, tell me Barney about this. Barney Fife with no bullet. Man, <laughs> this guy. 
I mean, and talk about a coercive guy. Coercive? He I think it was beyond he coercive. He takes her IDs and won't give one of them back. Her student ID. Her. He doesn't you know. know how old she is. He doesn't know anything. I mean, look, buddy, if she's got a driver's license and you're in the Navy, that really doesn't make her okay. And he doesn't know she's... What's a college ID? He, yeah, but... So he knows she's... Uh, I don't... Early college. Our kids went to early college. They were all going to college before they could drive a car. So anyways, That's true. Yeah. But he's talking about how there's a lot of sensitive areas in the area and that... Um, and then he asked for a phone number and another ID. And I thought he was just asking for a phone number or whatever. He but wanted it the other like ID was, to keep. That's... Yeah. I know. That's creepy. Uh, it is. With a capital C. It really is. I don't it, like that yeah. at all. So Elizabeth and that other woman she's riding with get signaled about something, and she lets the woman out and all this kind of stuff. They're going back and forth. But the woman has a microphone in her, on, on her scarf or something, and she's walking ahead of these people. And Elizabeth's driving the car so she can overhear what they're saying in that little scene. So they've got all sorts of ways to do this spying on these people. It's ways you'd just never think. So this is where the pay, the Navy guy keeps Paige, who is disguised as Ellen, ID until she meets him on Saturday for dinner. And I just made a note here. It was creepy and uncomfortable. She asked him not to do that, that she needed her ID. And he wouldn't give it to her. Mm-mm. No, I thought he was going to kind of you know, still inappropriately tease her with it, but then give it back. But In the real world, you contact his commanding officer and say, hey, this creepy security guard uh, kept my right. ID and is forcing me to go out with him. And that's the end of his duty assignment. He'll find himself manning a radio station in ADAC, Alaska. They won't, they don't put up with that kind of stuff. But I guess if you're a Russian spy, you'd have a harder time. Well, who, yeah, who do you contact? Yeah. yeah. She's she's just really in a bad spot here. So Paige starts telling Elizabeth about it and apologizes for getting caught. Elizabeth a, tells her, hey, it's cool. Don't worry about it. You did everything the right way. You didn't do anything wrong. She did, she did really great here with her counseling. And then, of course, she gets back in the car with the lookout. And the lookout thinks she's named Laura or Lauren or something, right? She doesn't even know it's, it's she didn't, she has no idea who that really is. Julie. She Julie. calls her Julie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they don't even know this is her daughter, no. which is interesting. No, Nobody that, knows anything nobody, about anybody else in this stuff which anymore. Which is how it should be. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's not how it's been in the past, you know. we Everybody's kind of known. Remember, I mean... Uh, the specter of death knew when Misha was coming over. I well, mean, yeah, but he's, in, he's in charge. Yeah. The lookout. Well, Claudia just didn't a, know anything. The lookout's a, yeah, but right now is a, a, a unique circumstance with this, these warring factions within the power structure of the Soviet Union. Well, we're just going to say that Elizabeth didn't take too kindly to the Navy guy. No, Elizabeth, she didn't let on with Paige. But she went out and took care of... What was a big deal the, for this guy sure, to have her To have her photo. picture, her photo, yeah. That's identification. That's that's photo identification. So, couldn't go. Nope. So, she went and asked him for it back, and he handed it over, and they just can't win him back. Yeah. Oh, no, they didn't do no, that. No, it wasn't no, quite like that. No, he lost his... All of his blood there on the sidewalk. Yeah, he did. And she took the ID and walked away. Got the ID back. Pretty efficient. And man, there was people like walking just like seconds away from her doing that. I don't know if you noticed that or not. There's people in the background walking and as soon as they were gone, knife to the neck, it was thing KG, gone. Those KGB neck. agents, they don't mess around. 
So then we see Oleg before he meets up with Philip in the park at night. And I guess they have their little sayings because they've never met one another. He says, Philip says, uh, he likes DC this time of year. And Oleg says, uh, I like it when the cherry blossoms are out. So Philip's paranoid that Oleg's been followed, but he hadn't. And he tells him that Arkady sent him. And basically he tells him what he needs him to do. That they're trying to keep Gorbachev's uh plan from working that this is a kind of progressive thing we really want this war to be over this yep. this tension this, this summit needs to be successful and there's a part of the soviet union that power structure that wants it to be successful and they're not allowed uh, a voice and the hardliners are trying to derail it and nobody can know about this nobody knows he's there if they find out he's there he'll be shot and if um if uh, Elizabeth um, doesn't cooperate, if it's necessary, he needs to stop her. Stop her because she's from the catalyst. In... Right. From succeeding in helping the general with the strategic rocket forces. Yeah. And Philip's like, well, what do you expect me to do? And they're like, we kind of know where you stand. Oh, I know. They read, his, they read his book. Mm-hmm. They, they know he's, he's uh, he, they, they, well, they think and they feel like, and rightly so, that he would be sympathetic to their side. Right. Well, yeah. Wanting to end everything and with a, with a happy outcome. Well, and Philip points out, he says, well, that's my wife. And he goes, yeah, I left my wife and my baby son at home. That's right. I can get in a lot of trouble here. To do this, right. So, and he's sorry to make him, you know, put him in this position, but he's sorry his, he was put in the position himself. Then we go back to Elizabeth smoking in a, a clove in the rain, looking like she could fall out at any moment. She was staking something out. Or maybe this was just after she had killed that guy, and she was just really kind of stressed out about it. Because then Philip is at home, and Elizabeth walks in. And Elizabeth, I mean, what do you do in that situation? If you're Philip, what do you do in that situation? And this is not actually a trick question. Um, well, just what he did. He tried to tell he her. Tried, he tried to talk to her, yeah. And? She's not, no conversation. She wants to go to bed. She is at her end. She is done. And she tells him, and she gets pissed. Uh, of course, you know, it's easy to get pissed when you're tired and somebody's trying to make you do something you don't want to do. Yeah, that's true. But he's really trying to, if somebody comes to you that you love and respect and trust, and they say, I've got to talk to you about something, you're going to listen to them. I mean, I would think. You have to listen to somebody. It's just as important, and turns out maybe, you know, in, in her interest, more important to listen to him in this situation than it was to go to Mexico and listen to that guy. I mean, this is important stuff, and she mocks him. She's angry at him. You can see the anger She's in work mode. She, in she's, she's in spy mode. I know you love to talk, but you don't have to sit up until one in the morning to just bitter. That resentment's bubbling up about him. You know, I mean, he's out line dancing and playing with his radio. I don't need another of your speeches, Philip. I mean, just, you know. This is the resentment. This is the resentment at how their lives have ended up as a result of him dropping out. This is is her reaction and her uh, really lashing out at him because of that, in my opinion. Well, she goes upstairs and she puts on her neck, or she pulls out her necklace and she stands there looking at it. And uh, we see Philip downstairs just kind of staring at the stairs. And 
that she just walked up. Well, they did a good job at making her look tired here because she looked tired. She looked tired, and that was the end of episode one. Well, let's go straight into episode two. We will. We'll just go ahead and hop right on into that right here, and then we'll just kind of sum it all up at the end if you want to kind of go over it if there's anything we want to talk about. But episode two There is, won't be. We're very thorough. Are we? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Um, Claudia's and, favorite composer. Mm -hmm. Russian composer. Yeah. And uh, TVMALV again. We start here with Philip. He's in his suit and he's looking over the newspaper and Elizabeth walks by with a cigarette in her mouth headed outside. Headed outside, yep. Start her day. Yeah, he, he had also made a comment about her smelling like cigarette smoke all the time. Or oh, something. yeah, she didn't want to hear that. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. kind of... Well, I mean, he was a little derogatory, too. I guess I kind of wanted to point that out, but she was pretty derogatory right back. It's really frustrating to me in that kind of situation when you're with somebody and you see that they need to do something different. And so you tell them, do something different, and they do something different, and then you're pissed off that they did something different because you're having to shoulder more of it. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you got little kids and, you know, you say, no, honey, I know you need to go play golf and, you know, relax on this Saturday, but then they come back and you're bitter at them because you've been home and you didn't get a break and they've gotten a break. And I think that's just what we're seeing with her, but he's, um, anything but golf. Well, you know what I mean? So Stan's talking to the guys and he gets his phone call and he's like, you know, I'll be there later. And he's like, okay, I'll be there now. And <laughs> we find out it's Adderholt calling him. Uh, then we have a cameo shot of Mel Robot. We haven't seen Mel Robot in a while. Oh, and, and Stan looks at Mel Robot with disgust. <laughs> yeah, he just can't. He does not like Mel Robot. Well, because because of everything that happened previously with Mel Robot. Right. Stan walks into his old office with Adderhold. Well, before this, though, they were okay. sitting around the office talking. Mm -hmm. They were talking about uh, cocaine and alligator shoes and charging somebody. They were right. talking about former... Uh, Mayor of D.C., Marion Barry. Were they? I didn't know that. Real colorful guy. Yeah, he wore alligator shoes. Okay. And he was always, they were always um, indicting, they were always investigating, indicting, and sending somebody close to him to jail. I mean, all through his administration, mm -hmm. he was the second mayor of Washington, D.C. He served his very first term. He was the second mayor. He was the second mayor elected from 79 to 91. So he served for 12 years. Wow. And he was in the middle. He was real controversial figure. And then he went on to become the fourth mayor of Washington, D.C. He was elected in 95 and served till 99. Really? Yeah, and he, he served again. And I think this was after he was caught smoking crack cocaine in a hotel he was elected. I mean, they loved... Mary and Barry up there. I knew they were talking about something that I should have known what they were talking about, but I didn't. And did you know that it. there's such a thing as a Mary and Barry that you can you can eat? It's a blackberry. It's a variety of blackberry. It's, it's genetically. <laughs> it's true. I did not know yeah. that. Well, it just pops up on Google when you look. This when stuff you up. when you look this yeah. stuff. Up. Okay. But I remember when they were talking about that in alligator shoes. I remembered Mary and Barry, uh, and that was one. He was real flamboyant. And he wore alligator shoes. That's pretty smart. Well, actually, it's just because I'm an old guy and I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, they're talking about the uh, Adderholt and Stan in, eventually end up in the in the room. And they're in talking the about yeah. the, the teacup meeting. And I think that's Gennady, Gennady's uh, code name, teacup, right? Yeah. I yeah. couldn't figure that out for a minute. Yeah. And then, yeah, that has to be what they're, why they were calling him that. So I don't remember it. Tells him he's got a year. meeting. And then he tells him Oleg's in town. 
I know. Oh, my what? goodness. And now Stan knows that Oleg's in town. Well, and he finds out that he's not working for the KGB, and he hasn't for three years. Of course, we already knew that. Yeah, but they're looking at each other going back and forth, and Stan knows that something's up. Well, and Adderholt says, so do me a favor, dude. When you talk to him, if you talk to him, let me know. Let me know what's going on. Right. Because that's still Adderholt's job, and Stan can help him. Yeah, Stan's out of it. Stan's investigating right. uh, cokehead uh, mayors. And then we go to the intro and we come back and Philip's looking over receipts and he doesn't look um, that happy about it. But then I see him looking at Elizabeth's desk and I'm thinking he's looking at it like he might want to go through it or something even. Maybe, I don't know if he's looking at it like he misses nah, he her. he misses her. No, he okay. Misses her. Yeah. Well, then we see Elizabeth. Actually, take... he's probably pissed off because, you know, being a travel agent is, is a pretty, so it's pretty difficult. Right. And he doesn't have any help. He has no support from her and he's probably getting a little tired of that. So we see Elizabeth staking out some guys, falling into a only joking, by the way. Bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She runs into that guy Patrick. Who she's portrayed herself to as a State Department official. Right. And so, he, he calls her Megan. Yeah, he's confiding in her. Right. They're talking like old friends. She's got a former relationship with him and now she's getting some really good stuff from this guy. Just mm -hmm. some really uh, anecdotal information. But right here, he says it's no secret the Russians want a deal and the U.S. holds all the cards and um, that he thinks Reagan may be worried about his legacy and uh, then he invites her to lunch. But it's got to be, be at the State Department cafeteria. She tries to steer him anywhere. Mm -hmm. So now she's got to get to the State Department cafeteria. Because it's not going to look oh right Oh my she God, know. man, she is just really pushing it here. Right. Then we see Stan meet up with Gennady. Because uh, Gennady's got to meet with Stan, and he doesn't know what it's about, so he has the meeting. And poor old Gennady, he's got her. Uh, what's her name? His, Sophia. So he's got Sophia is now pissed off. Sophia has run into somebody she likes at the office who listens. That's and what happens. Gennady never listens. That's what happens? The more things see, nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about before. That's what I'm gonna. That's the theme of this. Nothing ever changes. Is it? Yeah. Well, anyways. Gennady got kicked out, and he's walking around. He says, all I do is walk around the street. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. He's got nowhere to go, and he's walking around, and uh, they're having this big domestic problem. And don't you think that Stan and Gennady kind of look alike a little bit? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I think they kind of favor each other. Then I thought it was funny because, of course, Stan wants them to work it out because it's really important to their operation that... It's, that it's vital. Right. It's vital to their operation. But... Gennady stands up and hugs Stan, and I think that messes with Stan. Stan doesn't want another Oleg situation. Stan exactly. got close to Oleg, and here's this guy, Gennady, who's really in jeopardy. I mean, potentially in jeopardy. Right. And so now Gennady embraces him and says, you're such a good friend, and Stan does not want to Well, right. It goes back to, to, to Stan feeling bad about how he's manipulated people. It goes back to, um, what was it? Uh, Nina and everybody that he's manipulated into doing stuff that then they end up getting hurt and he doesn't want to see Gennady get hurt. Then we come to the scene where Erica's begging for the morphine and Stephanie, Elizabeth, can't give it to her because, you know, it's not time. And um, so she starts hollering for Glenn, her husband, and Glenn comes in and gives it to her early and then they have this conversation about I can't do this 
we're going to fix this, kind of. And Stephanie overhears it. And so she goes and talks to Glenn about it and discourages him from doing what he's talking about doing. Says she can help him to end Erica's life, essentially, is what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she goes, I got this little pendency here that was given yeah, to me I don't by think somebody. That's and what she's doing. all she's got to do is bite down on this, and man, it's done. It's over. We find out in the very next scene, Elizabeth's telling Claudia about Erica, and they got to keep her alive through this summit. So no matter what goes on, Erica's got to be kept alive because otherwise there's going to be no need for Stephanie to be in the house yep. to get the stuff. And then she goes into the fact that she's having lunch with Patrick at the State Department cafeteria. <sighs> so um, then Claudia tells her that the center wants her to come talk to her old friend, Lyle Renhold, who has now become a general. a general. Yeah, and before I think he was just a colonel or a... It was a colonel. Yeah, I had to look it up because I didn't remember, but we'd met him back in season 1. The final episode of season 1 was named for him. It was named the Colonel, and he was the guy who was meeting Philip to tell him that America's Star Wars missile defense system was a pipe dream. And a meeting that after a number of different events led to Elizabeth being shot. Well, that's one of the things, Star Wars is one of the things that Reagan announced. They told him not to say anything. He announced it, and it drove the Soviets crazy. Because remember, right. the Cold War was a time where the two countries didn't even talk to each other. Right. And he threw that out there, and they it drove them nuts. They were obsessed with this, thinking that they could, we had something that was going to shoot down all of their missiles. Right. And they didn't have anything like that. So that's where the, the development of the dead hand system came in. That's what they developed in response to Star Wars. Wow. Okay. But that's also what helped bankrupt the Soviet Union. Dead Hand helped kill the Soviet Union. Their, their obsession with outrunning our, um, our you know, military capability, trying to stay ahead of our military capability, or at least even, is what just destroyed them. Wow. Well, they Part of what destroyed them. I mean, you know. Well, you, sure, in conjunction with everything else. But Claudia needs her to get a lithium-based radiation sensor. The Air Force has 300 of them, and... That's a lot of syllables, isn't it? Yes, and they have none. We find out. It's not fair, because uh, they have 300, and Russia has yeah, they, none. They, well, they need, they need one to... That's one of the missing pieces, right. I think, for the, for the Dead Hand Project. Okay. Then we discuss uh, Paige and Elizabeth that says that since Paige is close to Claudia that she thinks Claudia could finish with her or if something happened to her. We're seeing Elizabeth really start to look at her own mortality and the danger of what she's doing since she's got that necklace on. Well, look what thing, she's been right? doing. I mean, this has been, she's, she's like Russian spy amped up on steroids now. Right. I mean, she's sneaking into the State Department. I mean, she's doing all kinds of like little last minute things. I mean, you know, she killed that guy on the sidewalk in the middle of, uh, you know, people walking around. I mean, she is really out there on the edge. She's pushing the edge of the envelope here, living on the edge. That's okay. an Aerosmith song that came out later. Okay. Well, Claudia assures Elizabeth that she's going to be fine, but I mean, of course she would. Then we go to commercial and we come back and Stan's talking to Sophia and she's just bitching about Gennady. It's all she drinks. He passes out on sofa. He has sex with women. I want a divorce. And She's they, met somebody named Bogan. Bogdan. Yep. Yeah, Bogdan. And Bogdan says, it's time. He's a very nice man and he very listens nice to me. And Stan says, are you? And he goes, no, no, no. He just, 
He's just a friend. Right. He just listens. Mm -hmm. And then she goes immediately from soft Sophia to mm -hmm. Gennady, never listen. Yeah. And she's tore up about Gennady. Well, you and I have had the conversation many times that it's very easy to feel softer toward people that you don't have bills and responsibilities and stuff like that with. So, <sighs> yep. I think that's why she's having some softer feelings toward Bogdan. She's become an American, hasn't she? Um, okay. So Philip is inside when Elizabeth is outside smoking again, and he goes outside and makes some small talk, and she apologizes. Says she's sorry. Um, and then Philip goes into spy mode. He's like, so, Elizabeth, do you want to tell me something about what's going yeah, on? I know, and she mm -hmm. doesn't. And no. she doesn't know. He knows. No, but he tried to tell her he, in his defense. He, he, tried, well, he to tell tried to her. talk to her, yeah. He was going to tell her. Yeah. Um, and she starts talking about Paige and how she'd done a good job, but we didn't touch on this. When Paige told her the name of the guy, she got his name wrong, the Navy guy. They showed that. I, I yeah. missed that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did, too, but, but she points it out here. So she's talking about how she's doing great, but she's made some mistakes and that kind of thing. So Adderholt uh, comes, and he's asking for Stan to come to the vault, and Stan tries to put him off, but Adderholt, says, well, we got to talk right now, and he wants to meet with Isn't it interesting? The name was close, and she killed him anyway, and then searched his pockets. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Might have been a different guy altogether, right. just with a close name. Right, ooh. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, that would have been quite the coincidence, but yeah, you're right. So, um, Stan is telling Adderholt about the whole teacup thing and what's going on, and he kind of goes into all that. Talking about the Gennady situation. Right. Yeah. You know, he's worried about him. He says he's worried about him. Yeah. He's got to fly tomorrow, which, of course, we see that. Stan uh, says he feels better just dealing with murderers, drug dealers, and crooked politicians. Now, he can't stand this stuff anymore. No. Stan. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Has, uh, he's got no taste for nope, it. Nope. Nope. He's very happy he's out. So, Elizabeth meets with the general. He, she's pretty direct. And he is not interested. Nope. But she gives him a indirect threat she indirectly think you need emphasis mm -hmm. on need right. to get those sensors she says it's not negotiable and he says there's channels for communication between their countries and he is not one of them and she's like well you know yeah remember what you did before mm -hmm. buddy. No, actually she didn't remind him of that yet um everything's implied during this first meeting yeah something she said to him when she first walked up to him let him know i think i think it was some kind of code for something she said something it was a weird thing i remember to say, that yeah. but i don't remember what it was um what's the first intro that they right. had during their their very first meeting it was the very first communication they had to know i'm the person you're supposed to be talking to well yeah it was with philip though it wasn't with her she back went, then right I think. but yeah so then we see Gennady at the airport with the bag, and we see this real elaborate, complex. yes, elaborate uh, system where they get the information in a stall while the Russian um, uh, counterpart is right outside. Gennady goes in the bathroom, and this guy's right outside while this FBI agent in another stall is recording the information. It is elaborate. And you can tell they've been in there for a while because he's got like it he's got it set up in there. The the guy who's getting the information with it like looks like it's connected it's the, to the wall. Yeah, it's through the stall. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's making what photos? Is he is of, he photographing it or yeah. something? X rays? Maybe it's X rays because Gennady really got himself back out of the way when they were doing it. Maybe he's X raying something. I don't know. I don't know if like that's little... good enough to avoid radiation. Is just getting yourself back out of the way. <laughs> I don't know. But it was pretty intense, and we got to watch it all from above with their pants down because the guy who was with him was actually looking kind of under the thing to make sure the pants were down. I mean, this is like a real checks and balances kind of thing. Then we go to Elizabeth, and she's getting that visitor's pass. Mm, Man, that made me nervous. That made me nervous, too. I was really nervous, and she got in there and then disappeared, changed wigs, got to the cafeteria, and now they, what is up with this tour guide? who turned around. I mean, is he like Rain Man? Uh, excuse me. Uh, there was a, a woman here, a blonde woman, uh, code blue, code blue. And then they immediately start searching for this woman. I mean, are these tour guides trained to to, to notice if a blonde string-haired woman just if has to go to the bathroom or something? the women out of like the 20 that you're I taking I mean, he around, got right on it. Immediately, as soon as he got to the other end of the group. And they're searching, and they walk right up, and they're just, just seconds away. If this guy... Had, that she was with had refused to go outside. I mean, what would she have done? Yeah, don't she just know. got her had to get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. I mean, so how lucky? I mean, that made me nervous. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty nerve wracking. Then in between, we see Philip with his. This is Elizabeth's problems, okay? And then we see Philip with his problems of running into the guy who he didn't. Who canceled the trip? His, yeah trip through their travel agents. Yeah, and Stavos is uh, kind of acting weird. I think we're going to find out that Stavos is in business for himself. I think think Stavos has begun... You think Stavos is the budget client? I I think Stavos is the budget budget guy. Yeah, I think... I think Surely he's. I not. think he. Yeah. Well, this is what your employees do to you. Ask me how I know. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's something there. This is what I think. I think Stavos. Stop. I think so Stavos. So that's going to be the big betrayal in uh, the whole thing. Well, betraying. Not so big, but I think it's going to be a betrayal. That's just my opinion. Wow. I, I think Stavos. That's interesting. Because Stavos acted really funny. He didn't. He, he was kind of. He was weird acting the way he acted. And then he tried to put it back on Philip. Well, he was your. Your uh, customer, your client, and Philip said, well, you know, I didn't want you to lose him. You know, you should have come to me. I hope you're wrong, but that's interesting. Can't trust trust anybody. So Elizabeth's meeting with uh, Patrick for lunch and convinces him to go outside. This is where we come into that because um, they're really, literally feet away from catching her. Last minute move and and worked out. I mean, that was a Hail Mary pass. And they get outside and... Patrick's telling her that the word is Reagan is going senile. Reagan may, you know, that was, remember, that was, was in the news. Yeah. Everybody was, and they even had jokes on Saturday Night Live. Remember, they would show Reagan acting kind of funny, mm-hmm. and then he would run everybody out of the room and turn into a super intellectual guy. You never saw that with Phil Hartman playing Reagan? The, I vaguely remember something about Anybody it. who's listening should Google Phil Hartman, Reagan, uh, Saturday Night Live, and... It was a really funny. Uh, ep- it was a really funny segment. It's a funny skit. Claudia's face and is Elizabeth runs priceless. to tell. I'm, I mean, it goes literally priceless. from him saying "senile" to Elizabeth she telling says, oh, him. That's all we need. I cannot. Are you kidding me? The guy, the the guy who's threatening nuclear annihilation is now going senile. And we can't do a thing about it because of Weinberger and his cronies. Right. Oh yeah, Casper Weinberger. He's t- hard line Secretary of Defense. 
And then Paige comes in and Claudia starts talking about Tchaikovsky and puts some on. And Claudia goes into that he lost his mother at a young age and his music reflects that. And I wonder, okay, I'm wondering if this is not some kind of foretelling for Paige. Oh, yeah, I know. About losing yeah. her mother. Yeah, she's getting her... Because we've seen and, this a yeah. lot about, you know, it's, it's almost like we're being kind of chipped away at, at to accept the fact that Elizabeth may not be with us. It seems like... Um, the episodes are kind of leading us in that direction. And also, I skipped ahead to look at some of the episode titles. And the penultimate episode of this season, which is the next to last, the ninth episode, kind of gave me pause when I read it, even before I had seen these. And it's entitled Jennings, Elizabeth. And... You know, usually when we see stuff like that, a last name put before a first name, if it's in not military way, it's in a very official or a obituary. Man, don't type tell me way. that. I don't even want to hear that. Okay, we won't talk about it. Yeah, it'd be better to just stick our head in the sand. Okay, yeah, because we still got several weeks of good left, so, or you know, we think. Uh, so then Paige and Elizabeth are walking, and Paige brings up the sex thing. We were talking about that. Elizabeth earlier. said, "Nope." Yep. Nope, never happens. Yep, where'd you get that book? Nope, can't believe anything you get at a public library. Nope, never well, happened. She didn't say in a public <laughs> library. Um, yeah, she says, you can't believe that. That doesn't happen. And then she goes into the fact that relationships turn in, into something different. Yeah, and then she said, never happens and she starts kind of skirting around the edges. People can cross lines and Elizabeth's cut off from everybody so she's never heard the stories like that and... By the way, Paige, use a bookstore out of town if you're going to be buying those yeah. kind of books about espionage. And she stuff. tries to spin it for her. And is that Paige's apartment that she's going into? So Paige, I don't know. Paige has got her own apartment now? Yes, she, she's, yeah. She's moved out? Yes. Philip and Elizabeth live alone. Wow. Yeah. So then Paige is walking in the dark and Elizabeth's there meeting a guy in the park. We find out it's the general, but Paige is there. And he's... Um, this time she directly threatens him. He yes. refuses again. And she directly threatens him. We will tell what you did if you do not get us those censors. You'll be disgraced. Well, and, right. And he'll go to jail. He's talking about, he said, talking about the stuff he did in Korea. And he goes, and I have nightmares about this, not about that. He's she, trying to let her know, I think. She sets up another meeting. Yeah. But he says he's not a traitor. You know, and that last time he was just trying to do the right thing. He wasn't trying to be a traitor. And we're kind of, you know, uh, head nodded back toward Oleg and what happened with that. And him just trying to do the right thing at the time. And then, you know, this guy. Something I didn't mention, I just thought of back when they were at the airport. Remember they were playing the Talking Heads? Mm -hmm. talking heads? Aren't There was a Talking Heads uh, song also in the first episode. Did you notice that? I didn't. Yeah, so maybe we're going to see a Talking Heads song at least in every episode hmm. we'll see how this goes well maybe you know and that's kind of what we say about some of these uh meetings these people have they're talking heads. Well, they were in they were in they somebody one of the producers apparently likes the talking heads anyways good nurse elizabeth is back on the job yeah and they're Stephanie having art class is um she's making photos of glenn's work while he's in the bathroom too before so we see what she's really there for did you think when she was having that conversation with him about how she could help him to 
assist in his wife's demise that that was going to be like some type of a, a blackmail thing she could use against him. Uh, it could be. That's, anyway, that's I just thought point. about that. No, that's a good um, point. But this is where Erica turns the photo around and wants Elizabeth to give her her input. Ride. She doesn't she give the right input, so she goes into bitch mode and she goes, "That's all you see." I mean, and then she tells her to draw the mug. It's not a mug. It's light and it's dark. Draw the dark. Yeah, just draw the dark spots. You that's, ever heard? No, art that's that interesting that? though. Isn't it though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't draw a stick person, but I'm like tempted to gonna, try something. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Then we see uh, Henry is chatting with Philip, and Philip's still in the office, and he's talking about Stavos and what happened. And this is where Henry brings about that saying the same thing that Stavos said, that this was really Philip's customer. It yeah. wasn't Stavos' customer. Says you sound like Stavos. Yeah, but it's personal to Philip. This is a personal thing with Philip. I'm trying to relate it to the story because I think it matters in some way that this was Philip's job to do this, but he lost it. Kind of like, you know... He didn't do it. He relegated it to somebody else. And I think we're trying to kind of trying to see that. They're showing us this with Stavos for some reason. Yeah, and the outcome was not what he wanted. He lost it. Right. So that's another one of those nods to he relegated all of this. Spy stuff to Elizabeth. Elizabeth and he might lose her. He might, or, or lose something else. Yeah. So, anyway, Elizabeth's in the park, and she's meeting with the general again, and he don't play. Nope. He whips out a pistol and says, I'm not a traitor, and you're not getting any censors, and he cocks it. Yes, and she falls to the ground. She goes into spy mode. Well, she's, what she's doing is she's crouching down. Mm-hmm. Well, she's doing a couple of things here. She's crouching down. She's getting closer. She's giving him a smaller target. Okay. And she's getting ready to spring. But she can't get set to spring while she's standing straight up. Right. But you can get set to spring if you're crouched down. See, she's she's recoiling. So she's getting ready to spring at him. Well, she and, springs at but him. But while she's getting ready to spring at him, she also goes into, oh, please, oh, no. I've got children. I'm a mother. None of that's real. She's made herself a smaller target. She's, she's set herself down where she can she can respond it's really brilliant stuff here. Did you know that's what she was doing? Yeah. I thought for a moment oh, no. she was just losing No, it. no, heck no, no, no. That's exactly, I knew exactly when she started whining about being a mother and, 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 and playing uh, like she was afraid. She, Elizabeth isn't scared Yeah, maybe of I pushed you too no hard. No way. And, yeah, and then she, of course, you know, fights with him and he loses a gun. She gets the gun back and she, she twists it around and blows his brains all over her face. Okay. This is this was this is a classic classic Americans moment. Paige comes running up, and Elizabeth turns over her Wait. brains covered and bla- brains and blood and skull bits all over her face and says, "Go back to the car." Yeah, go go do your job. Follow protocol. Get back to the car. Mm-hmm. But not because she didn't want her to see what happened. No, just because get, that's not what you're supposed to do in this get situation. Get back to the car. She had no idea though what she looked like. To, to Paige. I don't and, think and, it mattered to her. And that, it didn't, but can you imagine? How dangerous would it be 
to be... Well, bodily fluids, you know... I'm not talking mucus. about that. Okay. I'm talking about being right behind somebody who you're pointing a gun at their head. Well, sure, yeah, but that's that was our only play. I mean, wouldn't it just as likely... The bullet go through and through, usually yeah. not through the skull. skull? Okay. Yeah. And plus, it was a 380. It looked like it was about a 380, which is not a high-caliber weapon. And she probably knows all this stuff. I didn't, yeah. but I wasn't sure there for a minute. When, when I saw her face with all that blood on it, I wasn't sure what had happened for a split second. But then that's the end. We come to the end of uh, episode two. Paige will never forget that face. So next week... Um, Stan gets to talk to Oleg. Oh, I can't no. wait. I, I can't hear wait him for that. Explain yeah. everything. But first, we see Elizabeth digging goo off her head. I'm surprised that Oleg didn't like punch Stan in the face. Well, we don't know. He may have. May have. Adderholt talks about uh, the general that committed suicide in the park. Yep. So we know that's how that's looked at. Well, he did shoot himself. Eli- <laughs> uh, well, Elizabeth uh, is saying that he was going to kill her. I don't know who she was talking to. Paige. Uh, Philip says that Paige thinks he's killed himself. Oh, she's talking to Philip, I guess. And then Paige says that, right. or Philip says that Paige thinks he killed himself. She doesn't know that Elizabeth did that. And we see Stan talking to Oleg, telling him whatever he's doing here, don't. That's what he says to him. And Philip says that Paige has pretty much seen it all now. And this is where Elizabeth says not all of it. See, Stan and Oleg though are on the same side of this. If, if it doesn't matter to Stan though, Stan wants Oleg safe. Stan jeopardized his his freedom to keep Oleg from being killed. He did, he did. So I wonder if that'll be I communicated. I, I want Oleg to know. I'm interested. I'm interested in it. But this whole thing where Elizabeth says not all of it, talking about to Philip, she's talking about sex. That's going to be a thing. Elizabeth does not want Paige to start having sex with people for this job. No, but she does. Well. We see we see her. So I think that's what's hurting Elizabeth and bothering her more than anything else. Don't you? Yep. Okay. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, if you'd like to send us a chat, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN. Am I still at Mike from TN? You Unless you've changed I it. never look at that thing. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We're all over the place and easy to find, and we'd love to hear from you. Can I just say that you did a great job today setting us up? <laughs> Well, that remains to be seen. We'll see when uh, we're recording on a new recording device and it's everything's new. And, you did. But thank you, you so did. much. You did. No, that doesn't sound nice. You sound, that sounds fake. No, it's for <laughs> No, I'm no, no, they can't real. see your face. No. <laughs> What's my face? Well, it's not like Elizabeth's face covered with blood, but okay, it, was, good. It, was, it, was a little, it was a little sarcastic. No, I appreciate you saying that. I'm glad, I'm glad you're more comfortable, our situation in I'm, previous. I'm really comfortable, and you did a great job setting us up today. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Very nice. Yeah. So anything else on this episode, first two episodes? Uh, no, I'm excited about the, the upcoming episode. The upcoming episode is called Urban Transport Planning. Yeah, well, that's, oh, duh. 
Yeah. It's, it's the class that Oleg's Oleg's going to. Yeah. It's his they cover. They set it up. Well, that way he can go back, and if they find out he was in the United States, you know they will. They're going to say, what were you doing in the United States? We didn't know. He can say, well, I was in a uh, urban class my dad sent me to. Right. Maybe you should call him yeah. and talk to the minister about it. You know, get out of my face. Do you have a good feeling about Oleg and what's going to go on with all that? Um, I worry about him. No, nah, I think Oleg's going to be okay. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who all we're going to have to, like, sacrifice. Say goodbye to. to it him. is the last season. I know. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll find out more next time. I hope. Well, no, never mind. Okay. <laughs> See you then. See you. Bye-bye.